Welcome to the Joe Contractor Show, a podcast created by three regular Joes. The Joe Contractor Show is a place where trade professionals, business owners, and homeowners looking for solid advice and amusement can hear stories of great success and great failure in the turbulent and unpredictable world of construction. On the Joe Contractor Show, we dig deep into the realm of remodeling and construction. We chat with construction trade professionals, business owners, and homeowners alike. We support local independent contractors and those who put their trust in the hands of these capable and hardworking business owners and tradespeople. We discuss construction and home maintenance from multiple angles, and we do it with compassion, purpose, and humor. Listen as Lori Merrick and Sam, along with a wide variety of guests, explore topics related to construction, homeownership, small business creation, and more. A quick reminder, don't forget to send your questions to questions at joecontractorshow.com. And after you've done that, please take a moment to hit the like button, subscribe, or talk about us tomorrow morning at the local coffee shop. We appreciate feedback and critique, and it lets us know that you're out there and that you care. Yes, you do. Uh, hello, everyone. Hi. Hi, Sammy. Hey. <laughs> were you waiting for me for to say? <laughs> yeah, welcome to like the Joe Contractor on. Show. Were you waiting for that? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, it's uh, it's going. This is it. The Joe Contractor Show. You guys, it's summer, um, so it's been a little while. Right. I, I mean, I feel like there's these breaks that have to happen in the summer because we I all was have gone, jobs. then you were gone. Yeah. Merrick. You, you've been just waiting for I've us. Been, I've been around, but <laughs> but so busy, my head's been spinning, so. Yeah. Well, it's good to see you, too. Yeah, it's great. Good to be back. Yeah. Um, love summer. Yeah, I know you do. You, <laughs> you love the heat. I'm, I'm fine with it, whatever. It's it's a little warm some days, but uh, but otherwise it's fine. Yeah, it'll be plenty cold coming up. No, yeah, that's, that's I, right. All you have to do is remember that. It always comes back. Um, anything Anything exciting going on in either of your lives? Merrick? Do, 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 do. Oh, my house, house is just coming along. Yeah, I mean, is it a disaster tornado? Oh, completely torn apart right now. <laughs> I didn't have water all week because oh. they were doing the plumbing in the basement. And then I was like, then they got to cut holes in my kitchen walls to run the pipes through. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm remodeling my kitchen now. Oh, yeah. Those damn um, contractors. But, oh. but it's going to, you know, it'll. it'll I'm kind of glad I'm grouping it all rather than dragging it down over a couple of years. Just yeah. These are all self-inflicted wounds, too. You yeah. Know, you could have just left it all alone. Yeah. Been okay. And I can't say I didn't know what I was getting into. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Not like you do this for a living or something. Right. Um, let's see. Oh, before we get to our guest here, any, uh, let's see, what's uh, updates on progress with the app, I wonder. Um I don't know. The show's been going great. I want to thank our, our listeners. Uh, we're up to very close to 10,000 uh, subscribers at this point, which is great. Yay. Yeah, really. I mean, I that's know. that's kind of amazing. Kudos, everyone. It, so thanks for listening. If you're out there, we, we don't, like, we know we have, we know some of our subscribers, but <laughs> most of them, we have no idea who you are. So reach out to us and let us know. How yeah. great we are. <laughs> Hey, if you want to do that, or if you don't like us, we'd like to reach out to Merrick too. (laughs) Yeah, if you don't like us, you can keep quiet. I'm okay with that. (laughs) No, I will say uh, thanks for listening, all of you. And uh, yeah, we we do love to hear from people. We've had a couple of uh, 
So we kind of break the show into three three different types. We've got our guest episodes, which this will be one of. Um, we've got our question and answer shows, which are a lot of fun, but they're different. Um, and we appreciate those who call in with questions and, and reach out to us. And you can email us questions at info at joecontractorshow.com. Info at joecontractorshow.com. Um, you can, but those are fun. We answer questions. And then we've got our uh, construction quickies where we just give you a, a quick overview of a certain aspect of construction. And those are interesting as well. But I think they're all interesting. I do too. I think these, these end up being my personal favorite, the, the ones with guests. And I think we get more overall listeners to the guest shows than we do the other ones. But um, so without further ado. All right. Um, the guest we have today is a carpenter that uh, works for Wonder Woman Construction. And so I know him fairly well. And his name is Gabriel O'Ryan Fieber Herring Reese, easily known as Gabe. And uh, there was a lot in the middle there. I know. <laughs> Who are his parents? <laughs> Anyways, his name is Gabe Reese, and uh, he's also my son. So I thought oh. it'd be really fun to see what questions we can throw at him, and see what uh, if we can stump him up. And and uh, and he's a young carpenter, so uh, and uh, a master carpenter. So he's come around of being a carpenter in a whole different way than maybe some have. So that's what we're going to do right now is ask him a ton of questions. That sounds great. He's uh, he's so ultra Minnesotan that he, when you said master carpenter, he shook his head like, no, 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 don't put me there. I'm not <laughs> yeah. I'm not that yet. He's uh, getting there. He's not great, but he's getting there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. You know, they're not, uh, they're not making a lot of new carpenters these days, it seems. It's what everyone keeps telling me. But yeah. uh, you decided to be here. Hopefully I can answer some questions and can't promise I will know much. Well, that's uh, true of all of us, uh, I think. Still, <laughs> the more you know, the less you know. Yeah, that's, that's yeah they didn't truth. come here for information that they could rely on. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. You can, you can trust us. I'm joking. It's Minnesotan. Just waiting uh, for the internet to kind of piece apart everything I've said and be like, actually, it's this. Lori, you told me, or you said uh, via text that this was one of your favorite guests ever yeah <laughs> now i get it now it was a surprise it. yeah us. it was a surprise to these guys i lined this one up yeah that's great um yeah we've had uh, we've had some good guests how are you gonna hold up game i mean we all know you uh on the you show know, pretty good you're gonna do In okay life, on the show you know teetering on the brink every day yeah yeah who isn't <laughs> so uh what exactly when did you start when did you start doing construction related things um, I mean, in the fact that I was getting, a matter of guys getting paid four years ago, okay. five years ago. Um, but, uh, you know, when you're work, when you're Lori's kid, there's always a chance to swing a hammer somewhere, carry some plywood. So at birth. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You say yeah. that, but, but like, oddly, my, my two boys hardly ever help out with construction related things at all. Yeah. Like I try and get them. Well, to, do you drag them to the job sites like I did every day? Cause yeah. remember I, this was a while back. It was, <laughs> yeah. It was me. boring if you didn't. And uh, so I had to keep him busy and I worked, you know, six days a week. So he'd, when he was done with school, I'd pick him up and head back to the job and give him a screw gun or a hammer or mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. to make him, let him climb scaffolding. Mm-hmm. I yeah, just, I took my nine-year-old to the job site today, and you know, carry this and 
sweep yeah. this and do that and I did a lot of that as a kid too. I just I wonder where I, I went wrong with my own boys, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> Bring them no. in. Let's put them on the hot seat. They've uh, they've helped with a few. And you things. couldn't really leave them alone at three, four, and five. You know, I would have gotten in trouble, so I had to bring him with. Yeah. So he's been doing it a long time. It makes you feel better. At about twelve, I was like, I'll never be a carpenter. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at where that gets you. I know. I love it when kids make the really declarative statements <laughs> like early on. I've I've waited all my life for this. Like all nine years of yeah. your life you've been waiting. You're never gonna do it. Yeah. Or I'm never gonna be like you or I'm never gonna do that. Yeah. Sure. Here you are yeah. being a mm-hmm. being Which, a carpenter. And it is a surprise. I mean I never ever would have thought he would been he'd be doing this. <clears throat> and I I'm gonna just tell this quick little story when he was Ooh, yeah. about 17, let's just say 16, 17, and I said, Gabe, you know, what are you thinking you might do for a living after, once you graduate from high school? You know, would you think you'd want to go into construction or anything? And he said, "Um, let's see, my dad's an OBGYN, and you are a contractor. You work way more than him, and you make way less money than him. So, no. Yeah. That's logical. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's totally fair. Yeah. Where'd you go? Where'd you go wrong on that? Yeah, where'd you, where'd you go to OBGYN school? Uh, there's a history of bad decisions. That, uh, that's where I now. Yeah, I do. so you didn't you didn't finish med school? That, no, I didn't. That good money, low I work didn't. job. No, that's it's tough being a doctor too. I just should not. No, they, yeah. they work a lot too. They do. But, I uh, no, I went to college with the goal of being like I'm gonna get a job that makes some money. Mm-hmm. Took a two years of business school, and I was like. I do not like this at all. Like, this is not very fun. And so I thought, what is the most fun thing in my mind? And I decided that becoming a history major and reading a bunch of books and writing a bunch of papers sounded like more fun than uh, business proposals, business plans. And uh, so became a history major. Uh, the dreaded history major. Uh, the, the fact that they even have that on the on the schedule anymore <laughs> <It's> not, <laughs> listen and i love history i yeah, think it's yeah. super important and and just getting the degree gets you a long ways in life that's a that's a really great thing but yeah the history history major that's a tough one to make into a career i would say yeah i mean i don't know if i'd recommend anybody does it um if you enjoy history, you can always just read books, and it's a lot of the same thing. Um, but I did work for the wonderful Minnesota Historical Society for about three years, um, internshiped at some wonderful historical um, places, such as the uh, Eastside Freedom Library. So I went to, was going to make a career out of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a path. Yeah. It was, you know, museum fields are, are a wonderful place. And, yep. uh, um, but that decision was, I think, too easy for me, and so I decided that... Uh, didn't want to do that anymore. Couldn't sit behind a desk, I suppose. Sure. So you broke that. Yep. And decided to sit behind a desk somewhere else. Right. Um, and then luckily, COVID hit. And I got to be in the field. <laughs> Says no one. Yeah, ever. I know. Luckily, COVID. Yeah. Career change. Yeah. And, and he was in that desk, or he was at the desk when he first started. <clears throat> There's a rule in, our, in uh, my family, in my immediate family anyways, that if the boys didn't have work and they weren't working then they had to work for me, which is another reason they were always finding nice. jobs. They didn't want to work for me right. at all. Good one. Was there like yeah, a, that's... A, an hourly or a weekly hourly number they had to hit or any job? 
Um, it, it could be any job, but they had okay. to, if they wanted to buy nice clothes or you know put gas in the car, they had to have a job, and then and ideally they were playing a sport or music as well. Yeah, that's old school, but I like I it. Know, I know, I like it. It worked. It's good. Yeah, they're hard workers. So you were working here in the office at Wonder Woman. Yeah, because of the because of the college education, I imagine. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And, so they um, were saying we're going to have you do some business stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was in between jobs, and this, and so he, I said, well, you better you better find one, or you'll be working here. So he was working here for a, bit, a minute. Yeah. And yeah, I don't remember exactly like what was the impetus for it of like not looking. You know, I just couldn't find something else, or didn't want to do anything else but uh kind of in a transition point um and i don't know if this was the best decision at the time but it ended up being a pretty good decision good in in the, the long run yeah you have to say uh, that i know you know <laughs> i know there is a little i feel like i should go walk away a few times here <laughs> to get the real story um, he's the mic's in his face he'll be honest with us uh no I, it's one of the most day- rewarding day-to-day jobs. Okay, well, we'll had. get into that part of it too, so, because right. so you started with you started doing some office work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I ran most of uh, small jobs, like basically anything under twenty thousand um, dollars. You mean like as a project manager? As a project manager. Yeah. yeah, I did, and then I did much of the most of the estimating after about six months oh, for really? those jobs as well. So I basically was. Mini me, Lori, in the office. Right. Did um, you? Did the uh, other office staff notice that you got treated special? Uh, I like to think that I wasn't. <laughs> or did but they get treated did, worse? That's yeah. Did, uh, they, did, they, were they, did they have nicknames for you or behind your back nicknames? Maybe that you don't know of. Like oh, you know, I don't know if I've here had comes. many nicknames. No, in my entire life. Some weird ones here and there, but like, <laughs> I don't know, Gabe's not a. Easy it's not one easily nicknameable. Yeah. yeah. So why we picked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I want my nephew named his kid Cooper. Oh. Think about that one for a minute. Yeah, I've known, I've known some Coopers. Because <laughs> you, you always rhyme it, right? When you, before you have kids, you use their name, rhyme it with a whole bunch of things, and you go, okay, I think I got one. Mm-hmm. Gabe worked. Yeah. Um, Okay, so you were doing uh, so estimating in the construction world is um, kind of a big deal. It's it's not an easy thing to do. Incredibly difficult. Yeah. In remodeling. Yeah. So yeah, that's right. It's different in different, you know, commercials different. Mm-hmm. Residential new home construction is different. Residential remodeling very complicated. Yeah. So you uh, you were helping out with some of that estimating. Do you still jump in and do that? Um, not so much anymore. Um, you know, I think in the past few years, especially kind of getting through COVID, um, it was more focused on having people in the field and having, uh, um, putting, being able to put bodies places. So I think that's really how it started off was, um, whether some people weren't comfortable to, to work, um, in the construction setting anymore so we're looking elsewhere um there was just kind of a lack of jobs for lack of bodies for a little bit uh so i kind of stepped into that um uh rather than stay in the office sure um 
and give him bought one you know, bought a tool or two and if he's and if he's loving the tools, you know you've got a carpenter at Oh, <laughs> none of us know what that's like, do you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Oh. Merrick's got a garage full of so tools and a so basement full of tools. Right. <laughs> yeah, I say it'll be the last one. Like I don't need any more after this. So yeah. Right. I thought I when I had a, I my first circular saw, impact driver, level, and a hammer and a tool belt, I was like, I've got need. all the tools I need to build a house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, you probably did. Yeah, right. <laughs> Pretty simple one. But it's never enough. Yeah, right. I remember my wife asking me at one point, she's like how many damn saws do you need? Like, there can't be that many more ways to cut things. Like, right. oh no, actually there are though. There's, all, there's like yeah. a million different saws. You heard of a track saw? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, saws. Because everything, you know, there's reciprocating and chop and circular and whatever. I mean, they're just, they're just Jig, toys, really. Chain. I, mean. I know. You can throw a lot of saws at the... Anyway, so, you, so you're out there in the field doing work. Um... Like, be honest, were you, uh, were you playing catch up on, on knowing what to do when you first started? Was that kind of tough? Not, you know, yes, you had some experience, but how long do you feel like it took you before you, you started to feel like you were kind of, you know, adequate at your job, decent at your job? Um, honestly, there's days where I don't feel adequate at my job, but, uh, (laughs) Uh, you know, uh, it, it took a little bit. But I would say, you know, being in the office, doing small stuff first, um, you know, I, I, seeing houses be built, you kind of understand the levels to it, the, the exact specifications, the kind of route to get there is maybe what becomes the, the learning curve. You know, what happens when, in oh, what yeah. order, at what time, uh, you know, fitting inspections in there and whatnot. Uh, so I think working in the office helped me kind of understand what the steps were on these smaller and smaller scale. Um, but getting into the field and then seeing these larger scale builds and being a part of the larger scale builds, um, I would say, God, after a year, I maybe felt like I was adequate. Like I could do most things yeah, to I what mean, level. I have a purpose in asking, you know, and, yeah. and that is that, that let's say, and I doubt we have a young audience, right? But, <laughs> oh, but, I might. Well, but let's, but let's DIY say DIY stuff is yeah. Big. Let's I mean, say people want to do their own things, especially when you're young. That's right. And as Joe Contractor, I mean, we hopefully we do appeal in certain ways, and and we'll you know we'll write it in the notes that this is a show. <laughs> but we've we've had we had the apprentices on mm-hmm. also from Wonder Woman. Um, you know, I I think that it's. If you didn't grow up in and around construction, if you're completely devoid of mechanical ability, it can be very difficult to find your way into this. Yeah. But if you've got a little bit of experience, I I would say, you know, my experience with it has been, if you've got zero and you start construction, you're going to be miserable for a Mm -hmm. very long time if you ever even make it past that hurdle Mm -hmm. to get going. Yeah. Yeah. If, If you've got some you've got to get past your own ego a little bit and understand that there's a lot you don't know. But you just said, and, and you were, you know, from what I could tell, you were being thoughtful and honest about it. You said it took you about a year to mm-hmm. feel comfortable. Yeah. And for a lot of people, um, you know, and I'm not trying to pick on the younger folks, right? Mm-hmm. They want to be expert on day one. I, I've noticed that. And maybe, maybe we were all that way when we were kids. I don't know. But 
uh, they, they threw things at us when we were young. <laughs> like if you if you thought you were if you thought you were really good, they threw mm-hmm. a hammer at you yeah, or something, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, but like to to think of it that way, to frame that for a young person, to think there's a field out there that you can make a good living. It's very rewarding, but it could take you a year of training to get to the point where you feel adequate at it. That's I mean, you're talking college, you're talking a lot of other things. That's a pretty short path in a lot of ways. Yeah, I, I think so. And you know, I think if you're picking up a hammer day one, you're, like you said, going to feel out of place. Yeah. Um, but if you have some sort of exposure to it, some experience, um, no, I think you can jump into the field and, you know, feel successful a little bit. I do think there's a, a reason why a lot of apprenticeships are four years. You know, I, I think the problem solving is kind of where you start to feel comfortable when totally. you can see something and you, even if you don't know how to like the steps or the how to do it the exact steps it's a a problem that you're able to figure out um you know and put those steps in yourself i think that's like after four years i, I can be thrown at anything and feel f- comfortable yep and feel fine that i can do it but you know a year in and you know, I think a lot of people would have a question, the younger people out there, which I think I get asked now and then, and uh, is, uh, do where do I start? And we've, we've talked about this before here on the show, but and I'd like to hear your, your um, part, piece on this, Gabe, is that uh, where do we start? Do I go to school? I should for sure go to a school first, right? And even one of our apprentices right now keeps saying, should I be doing some classes? And he came from nothing, so I think you know, versus a visual, you had a visual and actual tools that we let you use. And, you know, so I think you had some comfort level and maybe something beyond what somebody brand new coming into it is. And so it's taken taken uh, one of our young apprentices a long time and he's he's feeling inadequate quite a bit. And that's already been a year and a half. We're hitting into about a year and a half. Is that in carpentry as well? Yeah. Okay. In carpentry. Um, and I think, you know, some of it's age. And some of it is not having any visual or anything, you know, as a background. A complete lack of exposure. Exactly. But, um, yeah, yeah. he's coming along just fine as far as I, as I say. But on the other hand, you know, he's saying, do I go to, should I go back to school? Should I take classes? What can I do? So there's my question for you, Gabe. Like, what, what, what would you give advice, you know, for young ones, either whether, if they've had no, no experience, do they go to school? What would you suggest? with no experience you know i i don't know what the carpentry school is like i you know i have a strong belief in school and schooling and education my wife was a teacher um to change careers she went back to school um so i would say it's never a bad place to start like if you if you feel i like like you know nothing education is a great place to dip your toes in um i don't think it's a very long um commitment for a for a carpentry school, I don't think it's a ton of money. If it's something that you do it and you're like, yeah, not. Do you for have me. any idea how long it actually is or how much it might cost? Like, I, it would be nice to have just a little bit of. I think there's different programs, but I think this the most common one is a six month program. Oh, um, that sounds great. Some yeah. academy, I think, and there's yeah. a, uh, there's one other one, and then of course, um, the big tech school. Oh, Dunwoody. Dunwoody, which is very expensive, and it is a long, I think it's a two-year program. Yeah. That's what I would have thought. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, if you wanted to maybe take a, you know, you're really convinced you're going to get into it, two-year program, but I think there are quicker programs that you can do that 
don't cost as much money that you can absolutely dip your toes in and, and kind of see if you like it. But, I, you know, the construction industry, I feel like, is always looking for employees. It is, but, but I would, you know, I would tell people, because of the way I grew up, I'd say, like, just get into it, whatever, they'll teach you, <laughs> you know. But if you've got zero... Nothing. Zero understanding, zero knowledge, and you could take a six-month course that at not great expense, mm-hmm. and get get to where you can like hold a even just a drill yeah. and a drill driver. You know, because when someone comes onto the job site and and they you, like they struggle with the most basic parts of it, you kind of look at it like, oh god, mm-hmm. this is going to take a long time if you don't know how to like drive a screw. Yeah, you know. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to see um, an uptick, in, you know, in like high schools, public high schools. And it used to be, I mean, when I went to high school, we had an auto shop, we had a wood shop. You That's know, all you, gone, and that they don't have that anymore. But but now more than ever, those are high paying, you know, high paying jobs that are higher and higher in demand. They're like you know AI proof. Right. Yeah. And they they're so, so and they're necessary jobs, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and I mean we've all, you know, we've all found them to be rewarding. It can be frustrating too. It's it's not, you know, I, I don't want to overglorify construction <laughs> because because but every job you're potentially going to get has its downsides. Like, mm-hmm. you know, even working for the historical society, <laughs> I'm sure, you know, the clock was ticking pretty slow sometimes, I'm guessing. Oh, for sure. I mean, there's a yeah. reason why I was like, you know what? I'm going to look at for something else. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, no, I, th- I, I think if you can get a program, I think part of the surprises me is that there's not more investment from maybe the carpenters union or um, even private companies in schools to to kind of build a program of carpentry or construction or woodworking. Um, you know, I don't know if it's a liability thing that schools are more nervous to do it. And I know some still do, um, well, but my, I think it's pretty minimal. My Minneapolis-based junior high kid came back with a little table he had built, and he was like, well, the teacher didn't let me cut any of the wood <laughs> or drive mm-hmm. any of the screws. Oh, or, and I'm like, well, then what did you do? He's like, well, I pounded that nail. Like, <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, that's, know, that's, if you're, pretty disappointing. It would yeah. be, in sports, it would be called a, like a feeder program, right? Mm-hmm. I, you know, they start... I'm just going to take rugby for an, an example. Is when only it was only at a college level, and now it, then it's moving down to the high school level. Now it's going down even to the junior high level, and now there's a bunch more people that are playing the game, right? So whether it's bandy or or you know you can't just keep it up at oh you're ni- you're 18 now you're going to go get a job and anybody's you're going to for sure get a job and somebody's for sure going to hire you and you have zero experience. So it's really sad that it isn't in the high schools anymore. Yeah, I don't see it coming back though. No. Well, and this may be a bit unorthodox, but I don't necessarily know if it's uncommon. Um, but I know I've heard a lot of people who got to start building sets. Yeah, for, for theater. theater. Um, and I'm sure if you were really interested in it, no matter what age you are, and you're like, I want to know a little bit more and get my hands on a saw, uh, if you went down to a public theater or local theater and said, hey, I'll volunteer and I'll cut stuff for you if you want, I'm sure they'd take the help. So, um, I, yeah, I think that's true. I, I do know a lot of people who've learned 
you know quite a bit about construction through theater yeah so zero money but they learned a lot yeah (laughs) (laughs) right yeah yeah Um, but if you're trying to get your toes wet you know i think you do need and i'll say this for people out there is that you get it if you give something a shot if somebody gives you a shot for a year after that year you pretty much know you know if you become a tool head you're probably in the right arena you've picked the right choice if you want to buy tools you want to get learn more you're youtubing it or if you're not doing any of those things you probably need to switch to a different career so I, I think it's a fairly obvious career choice or path of you're either on it or you're not if you try it for about a year yeah I think that's fair I mean uh, yeah if you don't have six plastic bins full of fest tool after a year or whatever <laughs> Oh, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) Brian. Anyway, um, yeah, the, uh, I I don't think that the high schools, I don't know, you know, what the distant future will hold, but the immediate future, I don't think we're reestablishing. So, you know, my understanding is those like high school shop classes and auto classes those those existed those were built into the schools back in the 40s and 50s and you know like they had been there forever to let them die i i don't think resurrecting them is going to be easy no Um, i don't don't think it's coming anytime soon so i think if you you know so like when i've had younger people or even people just with lower skill or whatever work with me like and maybe maybe you can speak to this a little bit too but like there is a place to just be there learning and helping too like i know it's not maybe not the most glamorous thing (laughs) but it's very difficult to do some of this work alone yeah and and if you're just starting out and you don't have a ton of skills but you can help and you're offering just a little bit of help throughout the day but you're learning as well and you're like sweeping up and and moving materials and and then yeah i need another set of hands and hey can you go cut this and i'll show you how to do it again even though we've done this before but yeah mm-hmm. we'll make sure you like that's the that's the way you start that learning process and it is helpful to have that other set of hands true and then there's the law i think isn't it at you you can't have anybody using tools unless it's your family members at, until they're 18 i believe 17 or 18 oh i don't know yeah we've had it like 16 year old so like a comp 15. thing like a yeah, there's something. Oops, sorry. Um, there's, we, it's been a while since I've hired somebody that young, but it, we had a, a kid and he was great. And he was, I think he was 15 or 16. And, and, and I talked to a, the law, uh, yeah, I called my, one of my lawyer friends and they're like, nope, no power tools until he's 18. Yeah, never call a lawyer. <laughs> That's <laughs> buzzkill. I know, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, on that note, yeah. uh, we've we've gone through a half of our show here, so let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll come back and ask you, you know, more questions, but maybe more personal stuff, just yeah. like what's your mom like, <laughs> stuff like that. Sure, <laughs> right. stick around. <laughs> We will be back to the show after a few quick ads from our valued sponsors. Wonder Woman Construction is a Minneapolis-based, woman-owned, residential and commercial construction and electrical company. Lori and her team pride themselves on their commitment to long-term green and sustainable building practices. 
and they apply their deep understanding of building science to each project they take on. They are dedicated to the complete satisfaction of every client. One more thing that you absolutely cannot miss about Wonder Woman Construction is the fact that every employee loves what they do and truly enjoys working with each other. The best projects are those that are done by happy people. And Wonder Woman Construction is full of happy people. Visit WonderWomanConstruction.com to get started on your happiest project ever. Kinetic Legacy is the company that powers the Joe Contractor app. Their unique platform blends the good parts of social tech with their one-of-a-kind data organizing system, giving communities, large and small, a safe, private space to stay connected and to keep information and memories organized. If you and your community have a shared purpose or passion and are looking for a better way to stay connected, contact Kinetic Legacy today at kineticlegacy.us. Find out how groups from contractors to campers, tribal communities, unions, and alumni organizations are finding their way to meaningful new spaces in this increasingly digital world. Again, that's kineticlegacy.us. Reader Home Restorations is a Minnesota-based, full-service residential general contracting company specializing in the repair and painting of historic homes. Whether your home needs repairs, painting, or remodeling, Reader Home Restorations has got you covered. We understand that every home, client, and project is unique. At Reader Home Restorations, we pledge to give you a long-lasting product while paying close attention to client questions and concerns. Check us out at www.readerhomerestorations.com. That's Reader, spelled with two E's, homerestorations.com. The Joe Contractor Show doesn't let just any old company put an ad in the middle of a show this important. They have to pay us. Send us an email if you're certain your business should be featured on our show. All right. Welcome back. We've got Gabe. I'm not going to go through the last name. It's Reese. Yeah. Uh, that's the last, the, <laughs> the last part of the last name there. I've been told I need to remember it. We need to remember to reintroduce our guest oh, midway that's a through good the idea. show. Right. I'm, I'm learning as, yes, you know, as we go here. Anyway, Gabe, uh, well, thanks for, thanks for coming in and joining us. Um, we were talking, uh, we we're talking high school and, and how, They've phased largely phased out these trades programs, mm-hmm. um, and they and you know I was saying when I when I was in high school they separated. It was there were kids who they they knew like we just have to get these kids through high school like the, mm-hmm. w- you know we'll, we've got the easiest geography class we can possibly <clears throat> make for them, but then they're also in auto mechanics two hour auto mechanics and and wood shop and metal shop and they're in there because that's they're going to go out into those fields right and and they don't do that anymore but you were said something about aptitude tests i just i don't know why you know you remember certain things i can't tell you of another test that i took in 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 high school or college but uh i took an aptitude test and i think you in high school in high school and you get your results a couple weeks later um and everyone opens up at the same time it's very i remember this a little bit Yeah. yeah Um, and, uh, <laughs> my top two, um, what they said I should be working in, I should either be a bricklayer <laughs> or an actor. 
Okay, no, no problem. Don't know what that says about me, but uh, do you do you think you could have gotten a job, um, like acting as a bricklayer? You know, <laughs> like, I act as a carpenter every day. Like, <laughs> pretend I'm good at my job every day. You know, just curious. You I just put the two words together. Yeah. That's all I did there. That is uh, funny. I have no idea. I don't remember mine at all. Do you? No, but I remember one of my one of my teachers. Um, I was I was a kid who was in like the most advanced classes, mm-hmm. and then also in the two hour auto mechanics. Yeah. <laughs> I, I liked both sides of it, and I could I could hang in both arenas. Sure, but um, yeah, my uh, I took a humanities class my senior year, and the humanities teacher was you know like well doctored. He had a whole bunch of doctorates of some sort, and uh, my older brother had been through school ahead of me and was a hell of a good student. And I just remember that that teacher telling me that I should uh, that I should work with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> my brain wasn't adequate for for doing any of that thinking I mean, stuff. That would be insensitive these days. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, well, he and I had he and I had quite a thing. Um, he he once sat me down to and told me that I should. What did he say? Uh, oh, sometimes people have problems for which they need to seek psychiatric help or something like that. And I said, yes, you should. Yes. He's <laughs> like, excuse me? I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. You should seek that help you need. Anyway. But that went over real well. I was, I was, a, I was a troubled student in certain ways. <laughs> I was a good student. Though. I remember a lot of kids um, at my high school, actually a small amount of them, but you know, they weren't doing great in school, and there was this tech school that was, you know, instead of going to, you know, your four years of high school or whatever, you know, they kind of weeded them out in the freshman year, and they were like, you're not really going to, this is not going to work for you. <laughs> and and they would go to this one, and it was a two-year school, hmm. and they would go for two years, they would learn you know, learn trades, mostly mechanic stuff. And then they would get jobs, you know, at 16 in the fields and they would, a lot of them are, you know, still in the, in those hands-on trades. I really think we, we sort of moved away from that due to like an oversensitivity in certain ways. That's not the worst thing in the world. I know know Germany did the same thing. Like, they would flat out tell you at some point, like, like, they, like, let's just sit down and be honest. You don't want to go through high school. You're not going on to college. Like, how about we give you these other alternatives? You know, not. I mean, I get that you could take someone who does want to go to college and ruin their life, <laughs> sort of, right? Right. But not really. I mean, sometimes you have to fight for the things you want in life, and sometimes being honest with people. And I would say. As long as you're not making it an absolute, saying there right. is no way you will possibly ever be a doctor. And then the kid's like, well, but screw you. I am going to be a doctor. You know, like that if you're not taking it away entirely, it would be nice to have more honest conversations with people. gentle honesty, I've gentle t- honesty and, and not make trades out to be something so yeah, like a bad, bad. Right. Like we need people doing this work and we need high quality people doing this work. This is a good field at times. I've decided I'm, I've decided I'm not going to pay for my kids' college unless they have it as part of a business plan. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go to college. I'm going to invest $80,000 into college, which is going to put me on this career path, and I'm going to pay it back in three years or whatever 
whatever it is. I'd, and otherwise, if they don't want to, I support them going to college, but they should go out there and grind and make the money to do it because... You can still pay your way. I Like, I paid my way through college by not going to expensive schools and just right. working mm-hmm. and paying mm-hmm. my way through. Yeah, there's but. lots lots of options. And then the, and there are a few more tech schools I was thinking about. Isn't that St. Paul Tech still around? I think there's there's, there's it's becoming sexy again. Yeah, Remember you said that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of sexiness going back into it. And I think the it's it's all in how you bill it. It's all in how you sell it, right? Like like the for a while there people in the trades were not getting paid enough. Mm-hmm. They were not, you know, we, they were just a commodity. Like, we just need people out there. It doesn't matter how good they're doing. That's not a good way of doing this. Like, this is, a, this is another field where you have to be on your toes. You have to be smart. You have to look ahead at things. You have to know how things work. Not um, fall off a roof. I yeah. mean, it really does. It's way, way more skilled than uh, <clears throat> what people used to think. And I think it is changing, like you said. I think yeah. it's coming around and people have a new respect again for it and uh you know there's every day you put your life on the line that you know that i look at when i that's what i tell my carpenters is that you know every you should be making money you deserve to make money you're putting your life on the line by you know crawling up that scaffolding you're not just sitting behind a desk well and people like to complain about the lack of quality of work that gets done and it's like well but you 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 don't like to pay people to do it, and then you mm-hmm. make it sound like it's the worst job there ever was, and you and you, yet you expect high quality. Like, it doesn't work that way. No. Yeah, and, and, and you know, you're risking death is only part of it. There's also you know, every day you got to be super careful that you're not inhaling something or you know, taking off a finger or like, you know, even today after doing this for so many years, it's like I have to like. Oh, I got a respirator on. I forgot to shave. I didn't shave first, and I'm dizzy. Like, this isn't... Yeah. I better be making money. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> cutting those years off your life. Or, right. Or, like or a hand, and then you can't here. work again. Uh, get into construction, kids. You'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good and good for but you. I really do think that people, and, and somebody told me this years ago, and I didn't believe them, but, you know, in the in the future those of us that are still in construction are going to be getting paid like doctors. Yeah. I mean, it's because the doctors always- are becoming obsolete with, you right. can go on the on. I usually go online and <laughs> find Gage, out. Gage just laughing. I love it. Find out what's going on. Find a bunch of the different symptoms. Find out what drugs I should or shouldn't take, or what surgery I shouldn't or shouldn't do. And then I deliver that to my doctor, and I have him process the information. Because if I go in there cold, he's not going to know anything. Pretty much every time. <laughs> you, you know you better than anybody else. So I love it. You know? Yeah. That's Yeah. But that there. doesn't work on our you know, that doesn't work on the construction end of things. You actually need to know I mean, I see experience. it all the time. We all do because we're in construction, but like things just don't get done. You can't actually automate a lot of the things we do. It's no. not possible. We this right. this will be needed forever. Yeah, what there's no little robot going to do all the weird mm. stuff we do in a no, day. No, well, you not mentioned at all. the problem solving and kind of you know making those calls on your feet. Like those are the, that's the real skill. Yeah, I think that's um, you know when we 
notice that there is a high level of um, uh, ability that goes with trades, right? It's not just a body out there hammering a nail in. It's a, you know, problem solving, understanding situations, uh, looking at a house and being able to diagnose, um, you know, you having that ability is, is similar where we're expecting to be paid for our expertise, not just our ability anymore. Um, you know, and I think with people not going into trades and older generations exiting trades, you're losing quite a bit of expertise, quite a bit of knowledge um, that then is not passed down or is passed down to fewer people. Um, and so certain skills, certain knowledge, certain understanding of building or building techniques is, is becoming lost or just less understood and less known. Um, and I think with... Which brings the value up. Exactly. Of the, of the people who do do it, I'm sure. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, we are... Construction and trades are being paid a, a little bit more and, and for that expertise. Um, but I think it's, it's specifically apparent or, or hyper apparent in uh, remodeling. You know, I think, I think new builds, you want a lot of, you know, being able to put the building up takes a ton of expertise and takes a ton of ability and, and to be able to do a new build. Um, but there's a whole nother expertise, a whole nother set of skills to look at something and to understand how it was built and how you're going to rebuild it and refit it. Yeah. Remodeling is a, is a different animal. It, you know, you mentioned something about the city and, and big works coming up and, and they will swallow up a lot of construction kids, mm-hmm. which is good. But the training they're getting there, it gets them in the door as far as what construction is, but right. it does not do a lot really for for future remodeling, like residential remodeling contracting stuff. Like it's it's just a different world. I would oh, say that sure. skill, that's, a, that's the, the skill called being artistic. You're, so artists, I think, make good remodeling carpenters as well because it, you're trying to, and troubleshooting and figuring things out how to be how to creatively make it look really good when you leave, and uh, mathematics plays a part. It, it, it's it's there's so many areas that um, people forget that's not just a blue collar job. Yeah. Yep. Well, there you go. We did it. That's construction. <laughs> so so w- oh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh well, I was wondering. I was going to change the subject. Yeah. Right? Go ahead. Do yeah. It. Okay. So I was just wondering. You know, how is it? What are the special dynamics that you have working that you're related i was gonna say there's gotta be challenges on both ends where i mean what is what's that like (laughs) you go first (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna be so much harder on him (laughs) i'm gonna say what's it like working for mommy (laughs) oh shoot i should have let you go i see i (laughs) well i've got boys you know like i i love it um (laughs) Truth be told, it's not that bad, but I think it's not that bad because we rarely see each other. Oh, there you <laughs> go. So, hey, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think, uh, you know, I, we probably talk on the phone about jobs every day. Um, uh, I handle a section of our scheduling. Um, so we spend, but it's, you know, it's not... Uh, every day eight hours a day side by side um no of course not which is great i don't think that i could do that 
No, I, I bet neither of you could, <laughs> no. really. That no, It's hard to work with much. anyone, let right. alone a, someone you're related to. Right. Yeah. Well, I also work with my father-in-law, and I do work next to him eight hours a day. Quite a bit. Almost every day. Right. So that's another dynamic. Well, you put yourself in that position, that was, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was my recruit to the company. Oh, boy. Man. Um, well, we won't go. I'll tell you what. It's one thing to... <clears throat> To talk about what it's like to work with your mom, it's a whole other thing with the father-in-law. So we'll just let that one sit. Yeah, that one can sit. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that that's true. If we, it would be really hard if we worked every day together. But um, a surprising thing again, one was that he's even doing this. Being, Gabe's being a carpenter. The other thing that surprised me is that our minds are very similar. That we don't really have to talk that much, and so we. We figure things out, and we're both kind of on the same page most of the time. I'll see a little frustration on his end every now and then, um, but I'm sure it's on my side too. But uh, but I'm so so it makes it the the it things run a little bit more smoothly because we both kind of are thinking similarly. Sure. Similarly, there we go. Something like that. You got it. You got yeah. it out there. Anyway, so so I so in that respect, it makes it easier because it's not some stranger that I'm like. God, what were they thinking? You know, I can kind of be in his head a little bit more, or him in mine. I think. Well, it kind of goes, it kind of goes back to the traditions of these sorts of construction companies too, which are they were traditionally family companies, yeah. And and a lot of times there were multiple family members and multiple generations working in them, right? And you know, I imagine it's it's like anything else. I'm sure they ran into their issues. You know, like I, I remember my. You know, my uncles all worked for my grandfather, and uh, you know, one of my cousins worked for his dad for years and stuff. And I remember, like, there was friction here and there. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's a it's a different commitment, but at the same time, um, you know, they made it. Not only did they make it through, I don't think it could have worked out any other way for them, really. So yeah, you know, I always say that uh, having done this for so long employees come and go and you think they're going to be around a lot longer and then uh and then they're gone and i'm like well i don't know if this is this will change anything but i'm not going to hold my breath and make him sign his life away for working for wonder woman um so i didn't know he'd be here and i don't know where this will go and uh well you and you didn't name it sorry but you didn't name it reesey construction either no. you named it wonder woman right. so you know it's um which i've i've uh, been, being out there, I've had people comment like, "Wonder Woman, what's you know? Why would you name a construction company that?" And I'm like, "Well, it's why do people name things Superman construction and stuff?" <laughs> like, it's not any different, really. But it's funny that that it can be a little bit polarizing. Yeah, it totally times. can, and it, I, I don't care. It separates them, you know them boys from the men <laughs> yeah well and i don't i don't think it keeps you from getting any work you would otherwise not get or whatever you know like if someone like if they're thrown off by the name they would have been thrown off by meeting you no matter what like there there's just there's more than enough companies doing the work they'll find yeah, someone who's you, know, you always have to find a good fit anyway and what's a better name than johnson and sons man i'd never forget that one <laughs> <laughs> right yeah on a marketing level wonder woman's great you know i mean i think i think that that's a part of your success is having that brand recognition having it be personal to you and 
you know, everybody knows the name around the Twin Cities. Even they are, It's amazing. Most people that I mention the name to, they're like, oh, I've seen the trucks, or I, yeah. I know Lori. Oh, well. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. It's it's memorable. Yeah, and I, I don't want to show up at somebody's door being, you know, here's Reese and Son Construction, and they're waiting. waiting you know, your expectation is going to be, there's going to be a guy standing there. So, yeah. you, you know, mm-hmm. it's really clear. I, I like to be clear and honest and straightforward. Wonder Woman is me. I mean, well kind of me <laughs> yeah well and and so that you know brings up another question and we don't have to get into it deeply or anything but like succession in these things like someday the, we all know that a small construction company uh the world doesn't mourn its loss generally speaking <clears throat> you know it's it, uh, whether you, it's unfortunate in certain ways because you put a lot of yourself into building these places up but um generally speaking if one goes away, another one just pops up, and that's all there is to it. So is this, but if they can persist and be passed on, um, they become stronger and stronger, and oftentimes, you know, two or three generations into them, they're, they're a different animal. Like, they're mm-hmm. a much larger company. Do you ever think about that? Oh, all the time. Do you? Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of Wonder Woman's... Um, brand if you if that's the right term for it is built around Lori herself and Lori as a personality yeah um and so if there is ever a non owner without Lori what is that truly a one room of construction at that point um and I mean I'll Lori will bid a job she'll talk to the client uh we'll hand over to project manager I'll show up and they're like, we were expecting Wonder Woman. <laughs> like, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, and, I can see uh, that. And uh, so it is, you know, it's it's not something that is, you know, out of my mind. Like, it is it is there and it's something I constantly think about. I don't think there's a good answer, or at least yeah. I haven't come up with one. But I, I do hope that there's, you know, some recognition of family that uh, there is an ability and maybe I'll have a daughter. And we'll have Wonder Woman in another generation. Well, that you know? puts you that puts you here for a while. So you're not planning on going anywhere anytime soon. Not that you would admit that or want to even talk about it. What am I doing? <laughs> bad bad path. Yeah, I've also thought about that. Like, okay, what if now, it, you know, Gabe takes over now? You know, what's everybody going to think? And I think that's even funnier yet. You know, I love the weird stuff like that. Here's Wonder Woman right here. But I've also. Um, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, no, but yeah. No, how there's great nothing is wrong that? with that. I mean, a name's it's just the name of the right. company. Right. And I have you know? moved that over when I was the carpenter and I was, you know, the person that they saw every day or regularly. Now I've moved it over, and I don't even meet some of our clients. And now I've moved it into it's. I am not Wonder Woman anymore. Sorry, everybody, but I'm not necessarily <laughs> Wonder Woman anymore. I've got. It's a separate entity now. Now yeah. it's a business. It's got to so take on a life. It's of taken its own on that a way. life of its own. So that's that's. I'm hoping that that continues. And um, you know, I'll be long gone. It may, may not matter. But I'll also be doing this for another ten, twenty years. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're going anywhere anytime soon. No. You've got time to think through all of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <I've got> <laughs> but it's out there. Uh, so, uh, so you're married. You mentioned that. What, what do you do? What do you do for fun? What's what outside of this whole construction thing? Outside of working for mommy? Oh, I got two of them in on them. <laughs> what, what do you do? Um, what are your interests? I should say. You know, I probably would have had a more 
fun answer uh, about three years ago. But recently, my wife and I bought, well, three years ago, we bought a house and a bit of a fixer-upper. Yep. Um, and so most of my weekends are spent working on my house, doing little small projects around there. Um, so that's probably the boring answer. Uh, we tend to travel a lot. We got two dogs. Uh, they're very cute. Um, and, uh, so we try to take them out on uh, backpacking trips, uh, try to get them out of the cities a little bit, get them into nature. Um, and then, yeah, I, I tend to read a lot. I think the history degree never really left me. Um, so I spend, uh, quite a bit of time, um, at home reading. Do you have, um, do you have particular periods of history that you like are more into than others? Yeah. Uh, well, we, as an undergrad, you don't really get a, a focus, uh, necessarily. Yep. Um, uh, but most of my, uh, classes and, and research was done in modern European history. Uh, so basically like post Napoleon, but, uh, I took, um, I tried to focus on like turn of uh, the century. So 20th to, or uh, 19th to 20th century. Yep. Um, but I wrote my undergrad thesis on, a uh, a local political movement in the Dakotas that focused on farming, uh, like gaining a, uh, better economical ability, uh, abilities for farmers. It's called the Nonpartisan League. It's a very classic Midwestern uh, democratic movement. My professor basically was arguing that it's the most pure democratic movement. Is this where like DFL kind of comes from in in Minnesota, because people don't understand what the DFL is outside of Minnesota. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're like, "What do you mean? It's Democrat?" Like, no, it's Democrat farmer labor. <laughs> yes, because of because we're Minnesotans, yes. and this meant right. something to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it it was. Um, unfortunately, Minnesota was the kind of the the bastion of anti uh, nonpartisan league. Um, they were kind of the what where every all of the crops flowed east was through minnesota oh you know, for sure south or east it would always pass through the cities yeah um and so they were very dedicated on basically grading um corn and, and wheat and, and goods well and at a lower the... grade and then selling them at a higher grade ah. and so the big thing was to basically bring take all of the power of grading and and trading away from private companies and bring it into under an, um, a public eye and a public uh, view review so that it couldn't be the grading could never be changed once it was graded and that farmers were now then paid more for their labor and their um, goods and it was a super successful uh, um, group in in the Dakotas all the way down to Texas um, and it was a there's a ton of uh, um, court cases that happened because of it in, in Minnesota sure and they is tried it, to fight the, the expansion of it is the grain exchange here in Minneapolis, is that the national grain, grain exchange? Like, is that the biggest grain yeah. exchange in I th- the country? I think so. I don't, yeah. I don't know if it's anymore, but I think it, at one know, point it was. I know down at the Port of Minneapolis train yard, they have these massive silos mm-hmm. that just go, you know, forever up into the sky. Yeah, I mean, you know, Pillsbury and, and uh, General Mills and right. whatever, like Minnesota, people don't realize just how many Fortune 500 com- companies right. there are here. And yeah. whether it was lumber or mining and minerals or uh, milling mm-hmm. and grains, I mean, this was kind of a big hub for a very long time. So, that's, yeah, I mean, that's the kind of like just I just love that grassroots 
capitalist thing, you know, where the farmers are protecting the system from corruption and, you know. Well, the like the North Dakotans, not to get into the politics of it all, but the North Dakotans have a very um, unique way of approaching sort of the classical uh, progressive versus conservative kind of way of mm-hmm. looking at things. So, yeah. Yeah, it's anyway. So that's what I've that kind of added a little special interest into my uh, uh, life. So I try to whenever I can um, read history. It ends up being a little bit boring because it's a little bit. Uh, there's not a, a lot of history written about the last hundred years of farming history in the Dakotas and Minnesota, sure. and the Midwest. But it's it's an absolutely fascinating history, um, truly because of of just how farmers kind of took back their their ability and then their uh economic power from from private companies so you think you got it in you to write a book about it someday oh no no (laughs) (laughs) just curious (laughs) no there's the that history piece that um I may know more about construction, but Gabe's got religion and his, got me beaten history and religion. Yeah. Not very religious, uh, but I went to a bunch of You took lots of classes, though. We put you in all of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, but you've, you're talking religious history and stuff. Huh? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. So, interesting. Well, um, yeah, so not a, not a ton, but you're recently married. You got the dogs. You go on some vacations. You do construction. I make work. wobbly stools. Um, Are they supposed to be wobbly? Yeah, was nope. it intentional? No. <laughs> no, just dipping my toes in a little bit of woodworking. Yeah. Um, and, how how uh, many legs does this stu- wobbly stool? Uh, so as many as it needs to stop it wobbling, I suppose. Just keep adding keep legs. Adding legs. <laughs> it's just a block now. Yeah. Go back to the uh, log. Yeah. <laughs> You're, uh, is, it, is it the floor or is it the stool? Cause, you know, Blame it on the floor at yeah, some point. There you go. I like it. Wobbly stools. Is that um, like, do you own the URL for that or something? Is it wobblystools.com? It's art at some point, right? Yeah. If I have the uh, website, it's like, hey, it's about balance, but posture. Well, you you put them in the bars so that they never actually stop drinking because they're going to stay up on the stool. Or maybe they go in and they're like, you know what? I I think I've had enough. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even fucking stay upright. When all the bartenders want to go home, we just switch the stools out. Right, right. Uh, I like this little trick. Yeah. I don't know. It could work. You could be on to something. Got a new market. Sell yeah. to all the <laughs> bars when they want to go home. Yeah. yeah. It's like one leg shortens up right before closing time. So it's <laughs> <laughs> little hydraulics in it. I like it. All right. Well, we've done it. We've done it. We, we made it through another, another half. I think, it was, I think it went well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you two didn't fight so. or anything. No, we didn't. <laughs> Not we really, so we really know you well man. enough. Yeah. That would have been kind of cool. <laughs> it's the professional private kind of uh, A Jerry dynamic. Springer session. Yeah, right, right. You could have to plan that. We should have poked more. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Gabe, uh, good to have you in here. Good to get to know you a little better. I, I, I don't see you very much. I know you're around the office and stuff, but... Uh, when we come in, you're usually out working somewhere. So yeah, yeah. and I like this too because then I get to see them in a more social setting because it's always business. <laughs> yeah, good. Well, thanks for thanks for being a guest on the show. We appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Hope yeah, I thank convince, you. Thanks, uh, Gabe. Hope I convince anybody to join the trades if they'd like to, and if not, 
I'm going to say uh, reach out to Gabe at Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're interested, he'll guide you through it. <laughs> I check my email once a week, so, yeah, you know, yeah. I'll get <laughs> Sounds there. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening to another amazing episode of the most important show out there. Before we go, we want to thank you again for supporting us and for all the lovely things you say about us on social media. Shows like this grow with help from people like you. And remember, keep sending us your questions. We really appreciate the stories and the great insights we gain from our audience. We also want to remind you that you can buy shirts, hats, and more at joecontractorshow.com. Be good to each other, and we'll catch you on the next show.